Hamlin. Sending it down to the 27 and losing the ball there is McKenzie. McKenzie muffs the punt and the Patriots have recovered the 23. A yard in the end zone. Here comes Lewis. Lewis down the sideline. Lewis still on his feet. Welcome. What's up? Some special teams erotica there for <laughs> you. It's almost like fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, except even better. It's, it's not real. fiction at all. You can watch it on TV and you didn't even need to put it on private browsing. It's exciting. Yeah, just, so those are just some of the uh, some of the hot special teams highlights from... They all were in the first quarter, right? It was yeah, all oh like yeah, right early, on, early on. Yeah, they great. just put them right to bed. So the Patriots won in a big way. Uh, mostly, I mean... Seemed like on the back of what went down in the first quarter. I mean, this is sort of all you needed to see, right? Was like yeah. the first I mean, 12 minutes of the game where the Broncos successfully just evacuated their bowels, <laughs> just fucking oh. messed themselves on primetime television, and uh, the Patriots took advantage. Yeah, I mean, they basically just quit. The Patriots, you know, they actually started pretty strong. Like that first Patriots drive, they had them stopped, held back. They Won the coin toss. Step Boom. one. <laughs> Win the coin toss. Luck is on your side. And then you just... Three and out. They got the yep. Patriots three and out on their opening drive. Right. They punt it. Allen punts it. Left-footed. So can we just talk about the left-footed thing? Yeah, sure. Later on in that clip with Chris Collinsworth calling the muff punt. So with the, sorry to cut you off, but the, it was fine. the left-footed punter punts it, and the fucking guy drops it. Yeah, recovered by uh, the Patriots. Do you know obviously. how many times that guy's done that this year so far? Was it twice or three times? That was five. Oh shit! Oh, yeah, it's what, I mean, much more than I thought. Belichick's benching a guy when he like rolls it into the end zone once. Yeah, these guys are like five they just times. Just keep on rolling them back out there. Vance Jones is like, I don't know who else to put out there. The left-footed punter thing annoys me a little bit. Why? Because so so the, the the second that the dude drops the punt, Collinsworth is like, "Oh, left-footed punter, it's just <laughs> coming at you all crazy. You expect it to be right to left. It comes at you left to right. Like, I mean, I don't know. I've never caught a punt before, but like, ball goes up, ball comes down, catch it." Right? Like, is yeah, it that I, different? I think it has to do with the way it spins. Yeah, but still, you should still be able to secure the ball. Sure. Yeah, I mean, he's a professional football player. Yeah, yes, like, he should be able to catch, catch a punt. There was thing. nothing unusual or strange or like you never seen that before with the punt. It's not like it took a weird yeah. bounce or someone tipped it along the way. Nothing weird was happening. I just that's just one of those things that like I think Bill Belichick is a a genius in many different ways, but like somebody just screws up and it's like, oh, left-footed punter, man. Left-footed punter. Knew. Like, come on. Like, can we just talk about the fact that it just hit him right in the numbers yeah. <laughs> and he just wouldn't let it go right through his arms? Yeah. Like, that like, is, I, I can't believe that that has to do with like the fact that Ryan Allen's left-footed with his left foot. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that guy was like butterfingers. He just like tossed the yeah. ball the, out. The appropriate response there, Collinsworth, is Boo! <laughs> like, You're you choking! Suck. Everyone's watching you. That's embarrassing. Yeah, no, not like talking about like the 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 uh, mastery of the 52-man roster. Yeah, probably Belichick cheated, and Allen wasn't a left-footed punter when he started, and he made him a left-footed. Or he like punter. wears his right shoe on his left. Two foot or left legs <laughs> now. He's some kind of cyborg. His left foot has lasers in it. And Belichick found him. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, on the scrap heap, nonetheless. <laughs> so that dude drops the punt. Uh, Patriots recover, turn that one into points. Sure do. I and think then the next, drive, next drive is the kickoff. I think the next drive, the uh, Broncos kicked a field goal, but then the following sure, drive, yeah, they is punted. It? Wait, I'm all no, fucked no, up. No, 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 no. Yeah, you're right. The Broncos kick a field goal. Yeah. Now it's seven to three. They kick off to Dion Lewis. Oh, right, right, right. Who has a hundred plus yard twinkle toes down the sideline. Wire to wire. I was watching that play, and my original reaction was like, why are you running this out? Like, you're. Yeah, and then he just keeps running, still running. Oh, my God. He's still running. He's still running. And then, you know, I, I think the Broncos were just like, Oh man! Oh, at that point, and it's phoned over. It in. It's over. They're done. Oh yeah, they can't it's totally back. over at that point. Yeah, Von Miller's deleting Instagram posts of him and Tom Brady. I don't, that's Did not he do true. That? No, he po- him and Tom Brady like posted the it was posted the same Instagram post but from opposite viewpoints. Like Brady's was of him looking at Von Miller, and Von Miller's was of him looking at Brady. Wild mindfuckery. The internet. Yeah. <laughs> what a place. <laughs> and then finally, what the block punt. Oh yeah, the block pun. That was. God, I that's mean, a good time. what was your reaction looking like at oh, the time? So much yelling, you know, like and pregnant <laughs> watching it. <It's> weird. <laughs> Little baby Burkheads popping out of you. In <laughs> yeah. nine months. It's gonna be a left-footed punter coming out. I'm gonna sign him to a contract. Oh <laughs> uh, Christ! Yeah, nobody loves a nice special teams play like uh, Melissa Clark. I really mean, it's not like going. a safety because just the call for a safety is so fucking Safety's weird. Safety might like be number it. one, but I mean, it does. Uh, the special teams play it takes like a what's the word? A perfunctory play and like turns it exciting all of a sudden. You yeah, never I, expect. Yeah, it. That's, yeah it's I think unexpected. That's exactly. Exactly. That's what makes. That's why I like special teams plays so much is because they're unexpected. They're the reason that you watch live sports, right? And like that you watch things live is to see things that you don't normally see. And special teams plays tend to fill that gap most of the time or like meet that criteria as it were. And you're basically expecting on any given special teams play just a yeah, total standard. something you've seen hundreds right, if not right. thousands of times in your life which is just like a, someone taking How many knee. times do you see a punt, right? Caught successfully, fair catch call, you know, touchback to 20 yards. Like it's boring, it's standard. It's what happens when your team sucked and you went three and out. But that no, so exciting. Yeah, and I mean after that essentially I happened to, so I watched the first quarter live and then I had other stuff that I needed to do. So I watched <laughs> the rest time. of the game after the fact. But like, you didn't need more. What more the do you need? Quarter. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I had to leave the game at the end of the first quarter and I was like, it's, I mean, yeah, I'm good. That's it. I turned like the notifications off on my phone. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm all right. Like, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're not coming back. I got this. <laughs> like, it's 14 to three in the first like 10 yeah. seconds of the game. Like, you're yeah. fucked. Yeah. And they're just crying on the sidelines. Yeah. Like, so I, it was like five plays. <laughs> Uh, The special teams plays are one thing, but turning them all into points, like I think they turned every single one of those. Obviously, the Dion Lewis one was points in and of itself, but like even just getting a longer turn for a touchdown, you know, the fucking block punt turned into, I think that was the field Field goal, goal, but like getting points off of all of those is like massive. Um, Particularly when like for a split second there, uh, on going back to the the drop punt, like. Broncos got you off the field. You were three and out on your opening drive. Patriots are usually pretty savage on those opening drives. Like, they're scripted. Like, they, like, just, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of a calling card. You would expect 
especially coming out of a bye week, right? They've had a week to practice, like, you know where you're going. You've played Denver many times before. You know what you're likely to see. And for them to go three and out was a little like, oh, shit. Yeah, big deal. That home field advantage is real, too. Like, that's like one of the, you know, a handful of places in the NFL where, like, there's like a true, true home field advantage between the altitude and the crowd and... And Tom Brady just sucks there historically. Yeah. Like, he's not I mean, great the, I, right. The, yeah. Yes. Against the Broncos. They showed some of his statistics, and it's like a little rough. 30 yard swings between his like average yardage for plays and in mile in, high. Yeah. Or whatever the Denver. fuck it's called. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. All right. I guess we'll do opening takes then, right? Yeah, I think I just did mine. I'm hard for the special teams. <laughs> Rock I like hard it. for special teams. I like it. So can I wait? Can I ask you just a question regarding that? The desk. Yeah. So something that you hear all the time with the Patriots whenever they have a game like this, which is like pretty frequent. Yeah. Not pretty frequent, but like relatively speaking, like once a season or so they'll yeah, have a you're game gonna where have like a there's a big special out. teams performance yes. specifically, and like you hear the statistic where it's like the Patriots have the most. You know, special team, like dedicated special teamers on their roster more so than any other team in the NFL. Do you think that when those games happen, it's a result of like Bill Belichick putting a really high emphasis on special teams? Or do you think it's like other teams just sucking? Oh, that's a good question. It's like a chicken and an egg. Because it's I true. Think like it the, is the, because he puts an emphasis on special teams. I think he fully believes in three phases of the game. And you don't just use whoever as like filler for those special teams plays that has to happen. He looks at every play as being equally important and needing, you know, and could be a moment that decides the game for you. And he's, he's not wrong. Cause like how many times do those end up being, well, the guy play a little devil's advocate. Oh, sure. Is so like, you've got your Brandon Bolden's and your Nate Ebner's and your Matt Slater's who like basically only play special teams. What the hell do they have to do with that guy dropping the punt? You know what I mean? Like nothing, but I think like, you know, knowing, I don't even remember who recovered it, but like that guy being astute enough and, and quick enough I to know, like Hollister. I should pick that. It was a fake Gronk from last week. Oh, Hollister. 47. <laughs> oh, that 47 sneaky little devil. Making his bones on special uh, teams. Yeah. I, I just think it's like being alert and being aware and like these things can happen. And like, what happens if a guy muffs a punt? Like, do you think that the Cleveland Browns would know what to do when the guy like shoots the ball out. I feel like they would probably find a way to like. Re- they give it back. Give One it of them back. would like pick it, it, it up and it hand would be, it back it would, like, to the kick guy. Kick it out of the back of the end zone or some yeah. shit like that. Well, and that happened to the Patriots yeah. too. Someone kicked it out of the back of the end zone. Yeah, I mean, I got a safety. Personally, I think it's like a little bit of both, but I mean, it's definitely, um, it's a, it's. I think it speaks to like teams that do a good job on special teams are generally well coached teams, and the Patriots are most certainly. I think they're probably the, the best, well, the most well coached team in the league. Yeah, I mean, like, some of it is just luck, right? right? Like right, you can't. Right. You're right. You can't control it. the guy drops the punt, but what you control is that you're in the right place to recover mm-hmm. the muff punt, so he doesn't have a chance to get back on it. Yeah. And you know what to do in those situations, and you know how to capitalize on them, and then you can drive your red zone offense and score points because it is about like that's a bank. turnover. Yeah. Get your turnover chain on and get out there and score some points. You heard about that turnover chain in Miami? Not my, not Jay Cutler's Miami, University of Miami? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Is it like <laughs> a necklace? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That when you get a turnover, you get to wear the turnover chain. Google it. Google it on your own time. <laughs> Google it, but not now. Later. Vince Wilfork was involved in the creation of the chain. Vince Wilfork went to LSU, I thought. Yeah, it's new. It's not. This is not like a long-standing Miami tradition. Why is Vince Wilfork making any Miami traditions long-standing or otherwise? 
I don't know. They were talking about it, and he was around, and they were going to make it out of rope. And then he was like, nah, you got to make it out of this chain. And now This it's feels like it was like a chain. dream you had. <laughs> Not like something that actually, oh like. Oh, my God. You no. sure this was, like, real reality? Yeah, yeah, this was real. Other people, like, were witnesses to it? I told you to Google it. God damn it. <laughs> all right, can I get to my opening take? By all means. <laughs> Is it about Vince Wilfork? No. It should be. It's about Martellus Bennett. Yes! Let's talk about him. So, last week... Oh, God, I love this story. It's so ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I like it. And so, I guess you could file this under the same thing as you filed the special teams take, which is just Patriots' uh, good fortune. Oh, yeah. That, too. So, last week, for those that don't know, Patriots uh, claimed off waivers tight end Martellus Bennett, who was a member of the Patriots last year. Yes. Um, Tight end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And went to Green Bay uh-huh. this year mm-hmm. for like a pretty big contract, much more than the Patriots were willing to pay him. Yeah, um, which is typical. And he sucked. Yeah. And just recently, sort of ever since Aaron Rodgers got hurt, and like, can you blame him? Kind of shut it down. <laughs> There's talk that he's planning on retiring at the end of the season, too. Oh, really? I haven't heard that. Oh, my God. What are you even doing? Get up to speed. Dude, whatever. Anyway, uh, you don't know about Vince Wilfork. <laughs> you don't know about Martellus Bennett. This is a shit take. So, Continue. My <laughs> <laughs> um, so <laughs> he gets the, he starts to shut it down, basically. I mean, he wasn't having a yeah, great year, but he certainly just absolutely shut it down completely once Rodgers gets hurt. So much so that the Packers, they didn't release him, but they like designated him for like whatever so other teams can claim him off waivers. Yeah. The Pats claim him. Well, wait. Okay. There's a key point. What's the what, reason the that they waived him? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're getting there? You're building up? I was getting there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's okay. got a shoulder, anyway, right? He's got he's a hurt got two shoulder. shoulders, but yeah, one's hurt. And he is, <laughs> his claim is that, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> his claim is that he can't play through this injury and he needs to get surgery. And the Packers medical staff are telling him that he can play through it and should play through it. Yeah. And he's like, nah, man, I need surgery. So then they're like, fuck you, dude. You suck anyways and you're really expensive and they release him for all intents and purposes. I don't think they actually release him whatever it's irrelevant. Yeah, whatever they And the Patriots it. claim him and he's like, oh shit, no, yeah, no, I can play for you guys. Yeah. Oh, I'm back. Oh my God. I'm back. <laughs> when I said I couldn't play, I meant I, meant I couldn't play for you. I can play for <laughs> or them. Or any of the other... 30 teams they might win the whole thing. Play for them. Are you kidding me? So he comes to the Pats and he's, he, he, when did, I mean, he couldn't have like physically been in New England any sooner than like it was Thursday. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah like, I he mean, got the paperwork gets done on Friday. Yeah. Thursday. Yeah. He like is there for up, Friday's practice and flies out with the team and goes to Denver, plays in Denver, like knows the playbook more or less. He was here yeah. last year, makes a couple of catches. And it's just like, Jesus Christ, did the Patriots really just like pull this off? They like, they, I mean, it's not, it's sort of similar to what they did with LeGarrette Blunt a couple of years ago where they had yeah. him in 13 and then they wouldn't sign him in the off season. Pittsburgh picks him up. He's yeah. like a total fuck ass in yeah, Pittsburgh. Didn't he get and like arrested for smoking him. weed or something? That was, yeah, that was the beginning of, that was in that off season, yeah. I think. Whatever. Yeah, it was something like that. Something like that. But then they dropped them, and Patriots picked them up, and they fucking won the Super Bowl that year. Uh, and yeah. it's just like scrap heap. It's just crazy to me that like these that that like Martellus Bennett was was so tapped out and was claiming I, the the one part about the one part of my take that I do like I love that Martellus Bennett did that, and yeah. I love that it's for the Patriots only because I'm a Patriots fan. Right. Like the one part that's kind of like not the coolest is that he's like <laughs> perpetuating this thing where he's like somehow maintaining this position that the Packers medical staff was wrong still now. 
Yeah, I don't understand that I don't that understand how he can still like, be on this. Yeah, like how he's p- painting them as the bad like, guys. walking yeah. contradiction. He's like, yeah, he's still perpetuating the, his, his point they of view, care which of is me. that they, they said he could play. And he was like, no, I need surgery. He's saying this in a post-game interview after he just played a game <laughs> for the Patriots. <laughs> like, we're yeah. Like, so you can play? And he's like, I don't know, man. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I can play and we're going to like, win. He's like a funny guy and a smart guy. Yeah. And he's like engaging with the media and stuff like that. And I like, I really like Martellus, but I think he's great. And I think it's great that they have him. And I think he's going to play well. And Dwayne Allen clearly sucks. Uh, uh, can we say that anymore? Yes. Of no. course you can. No. He has one he's catch. He's on the board for a touchdown. Yeah, you know what okay. that makes one him? One for one. He 100%. passed you and I yeah. for catches it's, this season and for that. touchdowns yeah, in one go. She didn't see it. Nice. Oh, oh no, maybe I just texted it to you. <laughs> <laughs> so private tweet, otherwise known as a text message. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Either way. I forgot. So it was my a group text in fairness. Classic Patriots picking up someone mid-season, you know, who's yeah. going to make it, you know he's going to contribute. Yeah, he's going to have a big play that like wins him a game someday and the rest of the league is just going to be like, fuck. fuck. All of yeah. you, and it's just—I th- I think it's like you're—it's like reaping the benefits of having like just like a winning organization that people want to play for. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool, man. Welcome back. Happy to have you. <laughs> uh, all right, you want to get to this other thing? Yeah, I do. Chris called this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was watching the game. Like you do. As it was. Uh, And Chris Collinsworth said something that really caught my ear and caught my interest and made me realize how the Patriots just fucking dominate these teams all the time. He said that in talking to the Broncos, I don't remember who exactly he was talking to. This is one of my half-truths, but the statement is true. Uh, The guy, whoever he was talking to, basically said, you know, we spent all week figuring out how to prevent the Patriots from beating us. So basically looking at their own uh, weaknesses and how figuring out how the Patriots would exploit them. And I just think, I was listening to that. And I was like, see, that's why you fucking lose. Because you go into the game Your thinking they're better than us. Yeah, you're not thinking about how are you going to beat the Patriots. You're thinking, well, how are they going to beat us and how can we prevent that? And you can't. That's not an effective strategy. Yeah, and I think it's... I think you, yeah, you're absolutely right. Did did uh, did Collinsworth like share that position with you, or was he just no, like he was relaying just that fact? Reporting the news because yeah, he's Chris right, Collinsworth, he's and that's it. all he can do. He's fucking dry toast. The Botox in his eyes prevents him from putting <laughs> the rest any of the thought together. Yeah, he's I like, mean, my teleprompter says that somebody said. It really is so true. Is that just that like everyone just sort of plays? It seems like everyone just plays scared. Yeah. It. Yeah, and inevitably they do something stupid, or they're just tight, right? Like they're just like they play tight and they make a dumb call, uh, you know, dropping punts or or too many men on the fucking field again oh my this God. Sunday. Too many men Shank and, and too few men. Too few. How does that happen? It's just, you know what they need? Uh, some kind of calculator system. <laughs> I was gonna it's, say twelve. The or numbers, eleven fingers. The number's eleven, people. It's eleven, not ten, not twelve. 11 and like get your ass off the field yeah run how hustle. do you prevent the patriots from beating you get your ass Fucking off the field move quickly before tom brady gets the ball in his hand every goddamn week he gets them at least once i think you're totally right with like 
the coaching thing. I mean, I think every coach looks across the field on, on Sundays when they play the Patriots and sees Belichick and just like shivers, you know, yeah. like they're just like, I'm fucked. He's the I just hope I don't time. get like totally pantsed. Uh, you know, <laughs> well, let's just like not get beat too bad. Right. Let's not embarrass ourselves. And it's funny too, because some of the teams that have had success like no team has historically had like only success against the Patriots, obviously. But like, you take a look at like the Ravens, like John Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. No, Jim. Jim Harbaugh, that's the Ravens guy, right? One John's the guy in Michigan. Yeah. Whatever. No, Coach Harbaugh. Yeah. Who coaches the Ravens? One of the fucking Harbaugh. The fucking uh, the younger one, and like the even, ballsier one. Even for a while, <laughs> Rex Ryan. You know when yeah, he, when yeah, the Jets yeah. were like half decent for like two seconds. Like their whole thing, their whole like attitude was b- built around like not gonna fucking kiss his rings like that right. was like B- rex ryan's press conference when he started coaching the jets you know i'm not here to kiss bill belichick's rings and like that was successful like, you gotta you have to like portray that confidence and like if you're scared your team's gonna play scared and if you're tight your team's gonna play tight right. and like that is the key don't be fucking scared be aggressive go for it I mean, but even that, but even the be aggressive thing ends up fucking people. Dan Quinn, Pete Carroll, who like are so <laughs> fucking, they mind. get the lead and they don't know what to do with it. They don't know how to yeah, protect yeah, yeah. it. Then they're like, oh, be aggressive, throw, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, so that's <laughs> the other that. side of it. Well, it's because they only game plan for losing. Right. That's the problem. They don't have a long-term strategy for if they get the lead because they assume they're going to be losing. Yeah. And then we see fucking Matt Ryan get crushed on the field and take them out of field goal range and the rest is history so true. we see goddamn pete carroll fucking throw the ball with marshawn lynch just standing in the backfield shaking his head being like Grab that wasn't dick. a good idea <laughs> <laughs> like what <laughs> it's so true he wasn't wrong. it's so true <laughs> they can't get their get their head out of their ass enough to get the lead but if by some miracle yeah they do then they, they, just, they put their head immediately back up their ass. Yeah, they pee down their leg. Like, I don't know what's happening. I'm so Like scared. they like overplay the aggression thing yeah. to a fault. And oh God, it's, it is brutal. Yeah. I mean, it's not brutal. It's awesome. It's great. I mean, I, I, I yeah, enjoy watching the Patriots like to watch win. That, but, but like sometimes you do think like, man, is there anybody that's going to do anything? You know, just a couple of weeks ago, we were looking at the schedule and we were like, I don't know if I feel great about any of the games coming up. Let me give you the schedule for the next couple of weeks. You tell me if any of these opponents are scare you. So Raiders in Mexico City. Well, I'm scared of the volcano and the earthquakes and the drug cartels, but not the Raiders. Not the Raiders. <laughs> uh, the black hole that is Mexico City? <laughs> yes. Dolphins at home? No. Jay Bills Cutler. Uh, I'm more afraid of the stadium burning down from a Jay Cutler cigarette. <laughs> and a stray yeah, cigarette. Yeah. Uh, at Bills? Mm, no. Come on, no way Okay, Tyrod Taylor will piss himself Continue Yeah, so if the rest of the season is Raiders in Mexico, home against the Dolphins At the Bills, at the Dolphins At the Steelers, that'll be a game game. That'll be a game That's week 15, so five five weeks from now That could be a game, like they're both 7-2 and right now They're really the only competition that you have left And we know how the Steelers tend to play They tend to peter out towards the end of the year So we'll see if Big Ben can yeah, so stay upright. Not, I don't know. He's like one of the final seven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger, he pisses me off so much. Yes, he's like constantly hurt, and he like Is makes it? sure everybody knows it. Yeah. So oh, he gets all the, the he gets all the tough I it was credibility the rape points. That made you angry. The sexual misconduct. I'm not a big <laughs> fan of that either. Misconduct. What? <laughs> yeah, it's not funny. It's terrible. Those poor women. Uh, <laughs> Across the world. Uh, Jesus Christ. The number of people that are 
sexual predators nowadays. No one's safe anywhere. You know, I actually... shouldn't be alone in this room with you. In you know... fact, <laughs> I could take you. I'm not actually worried about it. Oh yeah. So there was a third one. There were no fatalities. But in the one you're talking about, the test flight, two people died. The other fl uh, flight, no one died, and then Halliday. So three crashes, three deaths but in eight months since the plane has been on the market. But I don't blame the plane. I don't blame the plane for the, plane for the fact that the guy wanted to dive bomb through mountains. You idiot. Yeah, let's dive bomb through mountains because it's going to put my hand out the window. Woo! And I'm going to tweet it. Splat. That, that ain't the plane's fault. This thing that Halliday was doing, di diving from 100 feet to five, and five feet feels ridiculous. So he was going that far off the water? Well, maybe he was, because one time it was not five feet. It was six feet. Idiot. All right, let's want to do this douche of the week thing. I do. All right, so Mike Belger. Obligatory douche of the week. He could probably get it most weeks. Many weeks, but that's kind of his thing. Host of the Felger Maserati program on 98.5 The Sports Hub. Uh, afternoon drive there, and... It's kind of his thing. He's kind of an asshole. That's sort of why the show is highly rated. It's like you're supposed to hate Mike Felger. Like that's like the, I think it's a little bit of a character that he plays. But that little clip of a what was a 12 minute rant that you heard right there was talking about Roy Halladay, who died last week, mm -hmm. uh, flying this Tragically. airplane, which is like a little kind of like I don't know how would you describe it? Like it's like for you you know when you were a kid and you would like buy that wooden airplane and you just the two pieces of wood that you snap together it would come in like a cracker jack box and you would throw it yeah not ride in it it's basically that except big enough to except ride with in. a motor yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's <laughs> flying around this thing and if you haven't seen the video the video is like out and available and he's like doing these sort of like, dive, like dive bomb things bomb out like ocean. over the ocean and crashed and died and it's really sad because he did have two like young kids wife yeah. all yeah. this stuff uh Mike Felger did not think it was all that tragic. Uh, he he he. In parts a lot of this of ramp, blaming. he circ he circled back and said like he did feel bad for the family like multiple times, but like way fucking over the top. Well, well and I think that was actually part of his rant. Is like. That's why Fuck you're you. so stupid. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, leaving yeah. behind your family. You're so selfish. Yeah, actually, so yeah, he turned he turned the <laughs> turned like tragic on, elements around yeah. as a reason to dislike Halliday. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, exactly. It is tragic that you're like you your kids are fatherless, you idiot. You know what I mean? It's right. like, oh man. And you know, whether you agree with the position of like people who die reckless, who do doing reckless things, like shouldn't Don't. be treated like tragically or not like sure. whatever it was like the point of the douche of the week designation this week is it was just, this was like 48 hours after it happened like maybe not even like Literally it was like super fresh soon, bro. super raw like just yeah. teeing off yeah and he was real worked up about oh, it too yeah. and didn't back off i think they blocked the simulcast on yeah, NBC, NBC gave him like a soft suspension. They, I read the press release. They read it on air and, and it, they didn't. <laughs> they read it on air? They tweeted it and I read it and then they also like read it on air. I listen to Felger and Maz pretty much every day on the podcast. So I get it like after the fact. Yeah. But when they tweeted it, I read it and they didn't say suspension. They didn't use the word right. suspension, but they said he was like not going to be on NBC Sports Boston until Monday. So that includes like the pre and post came with Fat Charlie oh. Weiss. Oh, like, yeah, all he that does shit. a lot for them. Yeah, he oh, yeah, like, he's on all the time. No, totally. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. he got like the soft suspension there. Uh, but yeah, just like way freaking over the top, just teeing off on Roy Holiday. Poor bastard. 
I know. R.I.P. They Jesus. haven't even like fucking Buried pulled him out of there yet, and he's already getting like just blasted on Boston Sports Talk Radio. <laughs> I know. Places. Yeah, and of all places, it didn't happen in Boston. He never pitched in Boston. I mean, as and he's a not visiting even like player, a, but he's like, not like a he's not current player. He's not even a polarizing player. Like he's not. No, I don't yeah, even think he he's a fine. player that like elicits strong feelings like one way or the other. He's just a good pitcher in the National League. I think for almost oh, his whole career, he played for the Toronto. Blue Jays for a little while, yeah. right? Yeah. I remember him from Toronto. I remember him on the Phillies, but yeah. whatever. That's just me. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. Pretty strong, <laughs> pretty harsh. I was listening to that part actually live, and I was like, mm, "This isn't great." And then the <laughs> following day, way too hot. <laughs> the following day was super awkward. They did the entire show, and Mike Felger was basically just like, "Yeah, I fucked up." Yeah. <laughs> uh, take your calls on it if you want to just like tee off on me i'll just be here just getting fucking blasted and it was like four hours of that like they never like went off it i'll give him credit because he is a real douche and he does try to like polarize and like bring people out but he's willing to like take take it he'll take it yeah you know and i think he has gone over the line a couple times before this is when there was a whole thing with him and like michael hurley about parental parental leave leave. yeah yeah the Paternity leave, yeah, specifically. In particular, he was real pissed about that. Um, yeah, but I think when he does go over the line or he says something that is inappropriate, like he'll stand up and take his punches back. Right, right. And, and but it's like it's this like soft apology thing though, where he's like he's like apologizes for the tone yeah, and for the, way the timing. It was Doesn't actually apologize for like maintaining his position. <laughs> I fully like, believe he believes what he said. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he oh, supports yeah, his own idea and. Probably could have been a great take six months from now. Yeah, give it some time. Yeah, like let he, it breathe. he like used like John Denver as an example. Like that dude died in like the nineties, I think. Yeah, like, sure. Fair. Statues right. of statues of limitations on that is like you're Well, good. I also think that one was a little sadder because wasn't he wasn't flying his own plane, was he? I think he was. Oh. He he used the John F. Kennedy Jr. example, oh, another yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but like plane crashes happen and they can be sad. Right. Right. But like the the dive yeah. bombing over the ocean yeah, is sure. like right JFK Jr. flying through that storm that he probably shouldn't have flown through right like, and that thing I actually I actually learned I mean I don't know if I should, if he's like a credible source source Felger that is but like apparently like JFK Jr. was like not like instrument trained he was only like there's like different licenses yeah, you yeah, can like yeah. fly in the daytime he was visual trained right yeah. right right so we like lost I've heard it that in like crash too. or whatever. Me and the, Michael the, Felger have the same the other story. really poor poor uh, choice was the he. Talked about Dale Earnhardt. Oh yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, man, uh, cheering for the wall, rooting for the wall." Oh, rooting for the wall, man! Yikes. Like, come on. Yeah, I feel like there's no statute of limitations in that one. That's too, rooting that's... for the wall. Anytime Yikes. I see a, a wreck in NASCAR, I'm rooting for the wall. Yikes! And you're on, and you're simultaneously on NBC and CBS, like two fucking giant media conglomerates that absolutely you know broadcast nascar races and like anywhere that isn't new england like in not california like fucking loves nascar like yeah that's like the sneaky like number two biggest sport in america that everybody always fucking forgets at least everybody from here nascar american flags and republicans yeah southern way that's like one group right there (laughs) you just like you just like named it three different things yeah that's what i meant uh yeah so and butt heavy probably that's our first i think that's our first media member douche of the week yeah i think it is it's not surprising that it would be michael felker out of the gate uh all right well that's douche huh. of the week yeah yeah so patriots win that's exciting next week we will be coming to you live from mexico <laughs> yeah <Ay-ay-ay! laughs> this is getting real racist <laughs> 
No, next week, Patriots are going to take on the Raiders in Mexico City. And we will neither be live nor in Mexico. We'll be after the fact in Boston, as always. And alive. (laughs) Um, If you like this episode, you can rate us on iTunes, five stars. You can tell your friends, too. That would actually be better. Yeah, tell the homies. People to listen to it. And homegirls. Yeah. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at TitletownCast. Yeah. And anybody who we uh, upset last week by saying that people text us a lot, uh, don't feel bad. Go for it. But just make a fucking Twitter account and let's do it in public. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Get your hot takes out there. Yeah. Let's go. Let's Let's, start some. Let's go toe to toe. Twitter beef. (laughs) <laughs> in the Twitter sphere. And then I'll know if I tweeted something or if I texted it to and you. And then Melissa will know the difference between what Tweeting all the various buttons on her phone do. <laughs> no buttons on my goddamn phone. It's <laughs> the problem. Just the one to take a screenshot. I do that about a hundred times a day. <laughs> uh, okay, well then with that, uh, we will see you next week. Bye. See you. Bye.